for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So let us pray. Almighty God, source of all mercy and giver of comfort, graciously tend those who mourn, that casting all their sorrow on you, they may know the consolation of your love. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A couple of scripture readings. Um, the first one is from Isaiah in the 40th chapter. It goes like this. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And from the first letter to the Corinthians in the 13th chapter. If I speak in tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. What an exercise in waiting the last 13 months of Obi's life were. For those around him, of course, but for Obi himself, too. He was not a man accustomed to being weak. He was a man who could run like the wind. A healthy, hardy man who was comfortable in his own skin, at home in nature, quietly confident in his God-given gifts. And perhaps the most loving person any of us have ever known. It's hard to understand. 
it's hard to understand the how and the why of debilitation of mind and body. It seems cruel. It seems unfair and just not right, especially for someone as fit and able as Obi. I only had a glimpse of the Obi that you all knew for so many years, but his integrity, his moral strength, shone like the sun through his smile, a smile that endured long after speech failed him. That sweet, bright, quick smile. The Isaiah passage reminds me that all that waiting that Obi did, that waiting in weakness, waiting in weariness, waiting to be healed, has brought him by the power of his Almighty Father to renew his strength, to mount up with wings like eagles, to run again and not be weary, to walk straight and tall and not faint. It's an image of hope. It's an image of hope that we can see behind our eyes, even through our tears, if we let ourselves. Can you see him? The way his father God sees him? It's true. It is true that there are many never agains that you will be grieving in the coming years. Yet there is a greater truth, a greater truth that can help you through those times of remembered loss in the future. In the future without Obi. And that truth is this. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. All things, even death. For love never ends. It just never ends. Never. Ever. Amen. It's my honor. My honor to share some highlights of Obi's life story. Obert Ben Espy, named after his father, Bernhard Benny. He was he was born March twenty sixth, nineteen forty two. Yesterday, did you have a cake? Nineteen. Oh, <laughs> how'd that happen? <laughs> Okay, during a cold Minnesota storm, his uncle Egbert drove his tractor up to the main highway to pick up a doctor who would deliver him. Obert was number four of nine children born to Bernhardt and Mayreen Espy. So Obert was the quiet one of all of them. As remembered by his siblings, he was also the nicest one. He had compassion and was also very helpful to his two younger sisters, Betty and Margaret. All three of them were born within three years of each other, so they were very close growing up. 
He admired his older brothers, Wayne and Jarnell, and his older sister, Dorothy. It was a very close family. He attended Bruton, Bruton, Bruton High School in Minnesota. In August of 1962, and these guys have to correct the dates if I'm reading the wrong number. In August of 1962, he enlisted in the Air Force, completed his basic training at Lackland Air Force Base, and telephone switching school at Shepard Air Force Base in Texas. He was assigned to McCord Air Force Base, where he served as a telephone switching technician. He met Linda. Here's a big turning point in the story, you guys. <laughs> he met Linda in the summer of 1964. Is that right? Okay. And this is when his whole life changed, beginning with his name. Linda called him Obi. From then on, he was Obi. They were married April 30th. 1966. So I would like to read um, some comments from two of Obi's siblings um, that they wrote in letters for his surprise birthday party um, some 18 years ago, I guess. Yesterday. Was the party on his birthday? Yeah? Ah. His older sister Dorothy wrote this. I remember Obert's kind, peace-loving nature the most. Even as a small child, he was appreciative of the little things that came his way. He, would say, he wouldn't say anything, but would light up your heart with his beautiful, sweet grin that was uniquely Obert's. I remember him never doing anything mean to anyone. But he could be stubborn and not want to leave his place of interest to come to the house when he was called. He was very outdoorsy, loved the lake, exploring the outdoors in general, very often with our dog, Jip, at his side. How many dogs have you had? My goodness. Dorothy concluded, I was shocked to hear my shy little brother was getting married, but I knew whoever she was, she was getting the cream of the crop as far as good men go. Obi's older brother, Wayne, also wrote a letter for that birthday party, saying, at a young age, Obert was an emotionally mature person who habitually faced situations as they were and not as he wished they were. He always lived in the present and didn't rehearse failures of the past. He had hopes but didn't worry about the future. Wayne also said Obi was very fast and would certainly have set some records if he had set his mind to be on the track team in high school. He did play high school football and was very good at it. Obi was always mechanically inclined and could think in the abstract, a gift I would always love to have. He was fair, not conceited, and had a good sense of humor. And just this week, his sister-in-law in Minnesota wrote this, saying, Obert was a sweet, loving guy who had a kind caring for others. Indeed. But back to our timeline of Obi's life. In August of 1966, he received an honorable discharge as a sergeant. After the Air Force, he worked for a year 
or Yelm Telecom. As a combination telephone switchman, lineman, cable splicer, and telephone installer. After working in Yelm, he was encouraged by his Air Force boss to take the civil service test. He passed with flying colors and would work for the Air Force Department of Defense as a civilian. He worked as an electronic telephone switching equipment technician until 1985. During the 80s, he became a supervisor for 28 switching technicians. He worked to transition an all-digital Northern Telecom ESL 100-200, a large super node processor. And in 1995, he became manager for all telephone, fiber optic, and copper cable, computer data lines, and fiber optic transmission facilities in personnel. Wow. <laughs> he worked for 40 years in and out of the same large communication facilities at McCord Air Force Base. He was very proud of the military technicians that he trained and worked with. Many of them became civilians employed by an assortment of telecoms and cellular providers all across the United States. Obie and Linda had three children. Justin Edwards, Jason Eric, and Tara Lynn. He was always a loving father, and I've heard some of those stories. Didn't like to discipline them. Let Linda do that. Fits her, right? <laughs> yeah. But he did make sure they grew up to be kind and loving people. It was important to him that they grew up knowing there was a Heavenly Father. During the growing up years with his children, he coached Little League football for three years. And seven or eight years later, four of those boys he coached would be on the Eatonville High School Class A football team. And they won the Washington State Championship two years in a row. After he retired in 2005, Obie had more time to walk his two labs on the logging roads behind his home. Obie liked fishing and hunting deer and elk with his brother Darnell. He loved downhill alpine skiing with Tara. He loved riding his ATV in the Cascade Mountains and riding the Umpqua Dunes with his family, which they did whenever they could. Why didn't I ever get invited to that? Instead of watching TV, Obi would much prefer to weld something or to run his bulldozer, spend time with his family. The very best summary of Obi's life story are these words from his family. We love him so very much. He was a special person to his family and friends, and everyone, everyone loved Obi. We are going to have a time of sharing here that um, we can hear some of your um, remembrances, your um, thoughts, and I'm going to ask Linda to start us off.
quite old either, I remember. I, I really don't. She was perfect. And then there was mom. I always believe everybody's special. I'll, I'll get okay to. But for any, but, but for us who knew and loved Obi, he was extra special. Like you were saying, I always, I knew God had always given Obi to me. I always have said that, because God knew what I needed, and I needed an Obi. He was everything I wasn't. He was kind and gentle, and I know he didn't discipline. One time I told him to, well, I said, you need to discipline them boys. I'm tired of it. And the kids were little tykes here. And he spanked them, and then they came to me, and they said, you made him do it. <laughs> I still got credit. He was a patient man. He was respected by many. He was selfless. Everything he did was for himself. You see, it was all about me now. It's always about me, growing up me. But not Dad. He was selfless. Dad was good. Dad just. And all the neighbors and everybody, oh, you love Obi. What about me? I'm a spouse. <laughs> and that's true. And there's some neighbors here, they might want to share some things about how much you loved him and you needed that Obi fix. But what about me, the spouse? Jeez. He had a unique way of doing things. When we first got married, I wasn't ready. I was too young, but he insisted. And so, and I wasn't pregnant, so, and he wasn't either. So it was okay. So I must have had a temper. I was standing in the bedroom, and he comes in there, and he hands me this. It was a rolling pin or a heavy pan. I said, well, what's this for? He said, you don't know. And then he comes in with this cold bucket of water, drenches me, and I was like, <laughs> he says, now you can hit me. I didn't hit him. The point was well taken. And another time, we moved into our first home in Parkland. I heard somebody at night. Obi, Obi, there's somebody. Go get him. Go get him. Well, this must have happened too often because one night he came back. He got in bed, and I said, honey, you didn't turn the lights off. You're going to. Me? Yes. You know, I had to get and turn all the lights off, and there was many that were left on, but I never heard a person in that house again. So, see, he had a unique way of training me. He always said, I had to train you. You know, Thinking of the 13 months with hospice, they were great. He was a strong man. About three times they thought he was transitioning. They gave him three to five days. He would bounce back. But this last time when they gave him three to five days, we knew he wasn't going to make it. And the day before, and it was, it, was a, it was a hard 13 months for all of us. And the day before, I said, honey, you're tired. And if you need to rest, we're going to be okay. And he passed away that night. Obi always told me, don't ever say goodbye. Always say, I'll see you later. So now I have to tell him, I'll see you later. I'll see you in heaven, Obi. And I just want to thank the kids. They were my support. And they did it in a loving way, like their father would. They were selfless. And even though we had to turn dad every two hours, they were right there to do it. And they did it in a loving, kind way. They never thought, oh, geez. They were supportive. And you are your father's children. You're everything he was.
you have a little bit of me in there too. Thank you. The microphone is yours if you have something to say. It doesn't have to be long, or it can be long, but if you're not someone who's comfortable talking in front of people, there are cards in the back that um, you can write a message on, and the family would love to hear from you. Um, is there someone that would like to share a story? A remembrance? Yeah, Linda talked, and now she expects to hear someone else talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, or was it all said? <laughs> I will move away from the microphone. Okay, come on up. didn't realize that he has the same name as my son. My son is Obi, for short, Obadiah. <laughs> and uh, he's my youngest son. But um, I just want to say how I never really met your husband that much, your Obi, but I know he shared the swimming pool with us. <laughs> at your house, and I could go there and get some exercise without anybody seeing that I wasn't a very good swimmer, <laughs> and take my friend and my husband at different times. We had schedules when we did it, but the biggest thing is Linda started PSIA, Parents and Students in Action, and I got to be a part of that. And when it says here, family, community became family. Community became family. And we mentioned, I'm sure you've heard, our church family. So church, we were allowed to do good news club, child evangelism, through this. And also, I was belong to the garden club. So I was able to do garden club with the kids and our both Columbia Crest, um, Eatonville, and other warehouses. Because of PSIA, I believe the community center was built for you. I do. I believe it was. And we used it. They had one night a month, families could come and have dinner. And I, I just, I just am so pleased and amazed. And we were in the Fourth of July parade. Um, I was on the fire department with my husband, and we did things with the fire department. There was no limit. We went camping at Columbia Crest one summer <laughs> and learned a whole lot about surviving. <laughs> It was, it was crazy. Art, work, and 
she never left anybody out. They um, played dodgeball in the Columbia in the yeah, community center. Um, washed cars, were in the parade, you name it. They were, and I have an, an award from um, entering some stuff, and it was PSIA Garden Club stuff at the fair. So, um, yes, we are all community, we are all family, we all feel that because of you and Obi. <laughs> I know I got to hear a little bit about that this last week, and Obi was very supportive of this whole project. He was out on his tractor, right, or his bulldozer, yeah. Is there anyone else who would like to speak? Come on up. Um, I'm Nancy Woodward, and... Lynn and I have probably known each other for 40 years, maybe something like that. In and out of the life of in 40 years, we've done some things together. But um, over the last 13 months, when I would go visit Linda or Linda would come to my house to get away for a little bit and we'd have coffee or special coffee or something, we would, um, we would talk about our marriages. And Obi and Linda have been married, we're married 55 years, and my husband and I have been married 51. So we had a lot of stories to talk about, about being married for so long. But, and that was fun, to talk about those times. But the last time I was over to see Obi, and Linda said, look, there he is. And we walked into the room, and he was in his bed there. And, and we started kind of joking, and, and I said something about Linda. And Obi got this really big smile and I always want Linda to know that the love they had for 55 years always shows in the smile on Obi's face. God bless him. Thank you. Yeah, that smile was incredible. <laughs> Is there anyone else? Oh, come on up. Oh, okay.
anyone else? Come on up. I got here late, so I'm in the back row. <laughs> I, anyway, I, I just want to, uh, Obi was such a fine and wonderful person, him and Linda both. And my late husband uh, was a man of few words, but when him and Obi sat down together, they had a lot to talk about because they'd known each other for years. And they would be us, and, and we just had a wonderful time in Obi's house and Linda. It had a warm atmosphere, and it was filled with love. And I'm going to miss Obi as much as I do Jimmy, because he's, he was another fine gentleman. And um, my heart goes out to Linda. <laughs> I remember, I'll just throw this story in before I leave. It was winter time, and we were at Kathy and Justin's, and we were supposed to stop off at Linda and Obi's on our way home. Well, it was snowing, or there was snow all over the roads and everything. And we headed out for Linda's, and Jimmy tells me, you're supposed to turn here, you're supposed to turn here. No, we're not. Okay, I turned there. It was a wrong turn. And then I got stuck in a driveway, and I couldn't get out, and my cell phone is ringing, but it's in my purse in the back seat, and we got stuck in the snow in somebody's driveway. We had to have a tractor pull us out. So I said, well, I'm just going to go home now. I'm going to go home. And I look in my mirror, and there's this pickup following us. So I come up to a stop sign, and he pulled up behind me. It was Justin. They want to know if you're all right. They just want to know if you're all right. You were supposed to be there, and you didn't show up. So I told Justin, we're okay, but I'm going to go home. I don't know if you remember that story or not. <laughs> anyway, but we always had such a good time every every time we went to a Linda Nobis and he holds a special place in my heart. They both do. Oh, uh, I'm Cookie, Jimmy's wife. <laughs> Forgot to introduce myself. Thank you. All the love. Anybody else? Okay. Brave man.
feel like we should all be the kind of person Obi was. Yeah. Is there anyone else who would like to share? Come on up. Or you want to do it from there? Okay. Thank you. Anybody else? See, we're getting livened up here, right? Yeah. There will be lots of time to share, too, at the um, reception, but come on up. I just want to say thank you for opening your home to us when we were growing up. I just appreciate all that you guys did for us. So thank you. And your mom made you start bringing snacks, too. <laughs> Big grocery back bags full to the Estes house on the weekends. Those Every weekend. Thank you. Every weekend putting up with us at your house. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, your house was always open and always loving. And I just appreciate it so much. There's so many memories and when we couldn't get ourselves out of the jam, I remember one day, we, um, Justin and I dug on his truck to get it out. We pulled, and it was getting dark, and there down the, the road came my dad and over in the boom truck to, to get us unstuck. And um, uh, Justin and I were just covered in mud head to foot and um, we went back to my mom's house and um, um, she wouldn't let me in the house because I was so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so Justin and I hosed off outside and I threw my pants under a lilac bush because I was going to get them later the next summer. Um, <laughs> They had started to grow grass. <laughs> but I put them through the wash, and when they came out, they had holes all over them. And I couldn't wear those Levi's, but my sister wore them. They'd be in fashion today. They had holes all throughout. But no, thank you. You and Obert were wonderful, kind, and loving. 
them. Let us make mistakes to learn and grow and be really rich. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is there anybody else? We do have a, a lovely video presentation, um, but I don't want to cut you off if you'd like to come speak. Okay, seeing no one, we will enjoy this video. I got sent home from school one day with a shiner on my Fighting was against the rules and it didn't matter why When Dad got home I told that story just like I'd rehearsed Then stood there on those trembling knees and waited for the worst And he said, let me tell you a secret about a father's love A secret that my daddy said Was just between us He said daddies don't just love their children Every now and then It's a love without end, amen It's a love without end, amen When I became a father in the spring of 81 There was no doubt that stubborn boy Was just like my father's son And when I thought my patience Had been tested to the end I took my daddy's secret And I passed it on to him I said let me tell you a secret About a father's love secret that my daddy said was just between us I said daddies don't just love their children every now and then it's a love without end amen it's a love without end amen last night I dreamed I'd die Stood outside those pearly gates When suddenly I realized There must be some mistake If they know half the things I've done They'll never let me in and Then somewhere from the other side I heard these words again and They said, let me tell you a secret About a father's love secret that my daddy said was just between us 
You see, daddies don't just love their children every now and then. It's a love without end, amen. It's a love without end, amen. Cry for me, don't shed a tear. I've been set free, no need to fear. God spoke to me, my time had come. He made a way to bring me home. Don't cry for me, my pain is gone forever. Don't cry for me, my body's been made whole. Don't cry for me, we'll soon be back together. Don't cry for me, I'm well within my soul. I saw the light, I took his hand, he flew on high. Promised land, my soul lives on in a better place with all his glory, with all his grace. Don't cry for me, my pain is gone forever. Don't cry for me, my body's been made whole. Don't cry for me. We'll soon be back together. Don't cry for me. I'm well within my soul. My pain is gone. Please understand. My passing was in God's great plan. I'm with you still each day and night. Just close your eyes, I'll hold you tight. Don't cry for me, my pain is gone forever. Don't cry for me, my body's been made whole. Don't cry for me, we'll soon be back together. Don't cry for me, I'm well within my soul. I'm in your heart, I feel your pain. Don't give up hope, our love remains. I'll wait for you at heaven's door. We'll meet again. One day for sure, don't cry for me, my pain is gone forever. Don't cry for me, my body's been made whole. Don't cry for me, we'll soon be back together. 
Don't cry for me, I'm well within my soul. Don't cry for me, don't shed a tear. I've been set free, no need to fear. Don't cry for me, my pain is gone forever. Don't cry for me, my body's been made whole. Don't cry for me, we'll soon be back together. Don't cry for me, I'm well within my soul. Don't cry for me, I'm well within my soul. you doing?
Good thing most of the talking is done. <laughs> 